Hello, ghosty. Thank you for joining and welcome. This is your home for all things paranormal, the unexplained, terrifying, and more ghost stories and only scary stories from you. You are currently listening to episode 3.0. Episodes 0.0 are our alone in the woods versions. They are not for the faint of heart and highly story based. Episodes 0.2 are our together in a cabin version. These episodes are more comedic and have commentary along with your stories. Listen to both or listen to one. But I'm your host, Sarah, and we're starting now. This story was written by I'm in Pain on Reddit. It's titled The Forest Felt Different. This story is not made up and it happened a few weeks ago. It was a very nice spring day. I decided to check out a hiking path near some forest that I haven't explored yet. I packed my bag and went on a 20 minute walk until I reached the start of the path where I needed to cut through some bushes to access the nice part of the track that's located on top of a small hill. After 10 minutes, I exited the bush path and walked around the mountain and enjoyed the view until I noticed a tree line in the distance. So I went and checked it out. It was a forest with a small, very old apple tree, which was surrounded by nothing but moss and the sun was shining directly down on it. It looked like some old Disney movie, so I decided to go deeper into the woods. Because I entered somewhere at the start of the woods, I had to walk through thick bushes and smaller trees, but after a few hundred meters, I came out to almost a completely dry stream, and next to it was a rotten abandoned cabin that looked sketchy, and I just shrugged it off as an old cabin for hunters. But a little bit further down the stream, there was a concrete well that was closed by a thick metal plate and secured with a lock and on top of it. I decided to not mess around with it and continued my way downstream where I was met with a few dead trees and a very small ravine where a tree has fallen over. I decided to sit there and eat something before continuing my exploration, but from there things started to feel quite weird because I got this feeling where I thought that something was stalking me from far away. This made me pack up and leave because I usually trust my guts. This feeling got stronger and stronger the further back I went, and at some point it made me so uncomfortable that I started to slowly sprint upstream to get out of the forest before the sun could set around 1940, and it was 1830 at the time. And the last thing I wanted was getting lost in the woods in the dark. After a few nerve-wracking minutes, I came back to the cabin and the feeling got so strong that I could feel something breathing down my neck. 
This was enough for me, and I bolted into the approximate direction I came from. I ran through some nasty bushes and just ignored all the cuts because I wanted to get out of the forest, and after I did, I felt like this feeling disappeared in an instant. For whatever reason, I stood a few dozen meters away from the forest, like, and just looked into it to make sure that nothing was following me. I still get goosebumps when I think about this encounter, and this was the last time that I would go near a forest in the middle of nowhere alone. For everyone who read until the end, thanks for your time, and don't be as stupid as I was. This story was written by Apprehensive Ad 8564 on Reddit. It is titled Mr. Red Eyes Nightmare of My Childhood. Okay, so this starts out as me, a young child of around 8 to 10 years old. I don't remember all the details because over time I've blocked many of the experience. The first time I saw the red eyed man was at night. I was always afraid of the dark, and for some reason, I had the cheapest blinds in the world, and some of the blades were broke and missing, and even though I was afraid of the dark, I was curious of what was there. And as I'm looking out my window to move the blinds to begin to go to bed, I don't peer into the darkness. I peer at a figure that is in itself pure darkness with beady red glowing eyes. I jump to my bed, pull my covers over my head like that was going to stop anything from harming me, lol. This went on for three or four more nights. Because of that, I slept with the covers over my head for probably the next two to three weeks, but started hearing the third week something that was far more heavy than what my eight-year-old brain thought was human and stand there for up to one or two hours just standing and would eventually walk away one day. I got the courage to peek out my cover just to see darkness with red eyes staring at me. I have more to this story, but I would like to know, has anybody else seen this particular entity? This one is titled Johnny Depp Haunted Club. It is sent in by Time Average 1192 on Reddit. Separate church from law, but what about separating spirits from law? People have tend to be skeptic of the kind of energy that exists within the afterlife, the limit that tends to hold down people's souls after death, and yet people in our own reality and dimension tend to see the afterlife. The so-called paranormal has raised many eyebrows within all of history. Many speculations about life after death has caused many to spiral into a loop of question. Are spirits real? Where do we go after death? Is there even a heaven or hell? There's always the civil debate within this topic. Many seem to not believe in any form of religion. Many digress. Many have encountered spirits within, without any form of explanation, seeing the lifeless apparitions of dead people. Dead people who are restless within limbo of the afterlife. Claims state that the reason on why is because of the form these roaming souls are not at rest is from the ways that they have died. Murder, suicide, accidental. It's all the things that have seemed to cause the problems within these restless spirits. These haunting, as many call it. 
Murder surrounds much of dark energy. It radiates a large amount of negative energy to go cause these victims of the dead to be confused and scared, or even worse. Many of these ghosts seek for justice or answers to what has happened to them in their previous lives. Yet, even after finding these solutions, it seems to not change the stone that was marked. The blood of the victims will always stain with history of what has happened from birth to death. To find the answer to what has happened to them, they are a voiceless figure attempting to reach out to which is the other side for them. This is the cause of reality clashing with the paranormal. Witnesses claim seeing the dead walk among them. These ghosts are always attempting to draw attention to find help. But this also has caused diversity within the cause of heaven and hell. Gods, angels, demons, and even the devil himself. The devil reaches his hand out to earth in an attempt to punish the dead. Negative entities have been claimed to exist within our reality. Demons, in the most effect, seem to harm not just these ghosts, but also take effect to the living. Latching on to hosts like a parasite, infecting living victims' normal lives. Attacking or worse enough, killing the innocent. Yet the devil works his way around. Serial killers, murderers, or even one owns hand seem to claim the lives of many victims. Driven by such negativity that the darkness within the other side feeds off from. This causes the spirits to never rest within the afterlife. Murders within history remain unsolved with no answer or clue given to the law. Justice cannot reach to the dead, but can the dead reach far enough to seek justice? The sixth sense have reached out to the dead to attempt to help them in any form the human body and mind can possess. Not just that, paranormal investigations have been deducted through the 20th century from advanced technology. EVPs, aka electronic voice phenomenons, have always managed to help let the dead speak through these devices to communicate with the living, telling us everything that they know they can know within their embodiments. Physical evidence can be tied with claims with the dead that has helped find answers for these ghosts. But controversy has debated if this even works or is real enough to tie in within the living world. These spirits have made every attempt that coincidentally has laid down the proof they seek for. These spirits reach for help from the prison limbo that they are stuck. Darkness can be risen from hell. Beloved actor Johnny Depp reached out to Anthony Fox within the owner of the iconic, infamous nightclub for celebrities within 1993 to 2020 called the Viper Club in L.A. Depp and Fox has been involved with the business that the building has formed through history. It has gone through many variants within its history, at one point being a grocery store to a club for mobsters within the 1900s. Within the same time of the ownership of Johnny and Tony owning the club, there struck a dark disaster. Actor River Phoenix died on the night of Halloween within the same year of 1993. He died from a larger drug overdose in front of the building when exiting. Paramedics claimed him dead on the spot upon aiding him. Reaching into further its history, Depp was sued by Fox within illegal haggling within the business money of the club. Around December of 2001, a day before Fox's testimony, he dis- disappeared without a trace. He has done so. He has done so before but nothing seemed to reassure the current existence of Anthony Fox. His car was soon found in San Francisco with no trace of him a week later. Fasting into the present, previous management have reported witnessing strange things. Stone Temple pilots Bassett and owner of the Viper Club, Tommy Black, have reported seeing strange things, such as glass cups being thrown from the counter and breaking, people passing out in a specific spot of the bar about 16 or 17 times. Other employees reported receiving communications from the dead from phone calls and text messages. 
things moving, banging, and apparitions appearing. Three, to be specific. Reported today, the workers have been informed by who they cannot say that a body is supposedly buried underneath the building. Ghost Adventures has investigated the case into the spirits of the building, recovering any groundbreaking groundbreaking evidence was shockingly enough to tie into the life and, and dead. While investigating, they attempted to communicate with any spirits in hopes to seek any answer to who was haunting the building. River Phoenix has been claimed to speak through a spirit box to the team. A female voice being heard in camera and Anthony Fox appearing, but not physically. Which, in the case of his disappearance, a spirit claimed his name is Anthony to the team. The team immediately identified him as Anthony Fox. BuzzFeed Unsolved, Shane and Ryan personally investigated the building themselves as well. Recovering evidence as well to push the claim it is Anthony Fox. The spirit says, help, please help me, help me, please. In full sentences, the spirit spoke through the spirit box. Could this be the spirit of Anthony Fox? The building is reported to be demolished in the current year of 2022. Now, speaking from the personal point of view, this can shed light within the hoax of the body buried underneath the building. The only way to find out is when the city builds the building tower that will stand where the Viper Club used to exist. Enough evidence will shine into the surface once it's dug out. Will there be a body reported underneath the building being dug out? Will this call stringers to be pointed at Johnny Depp himself within the coincidence of the disappearance of Anthony Fox? There's no legal report of Fox pronounced, bit, pronounced dead, but his spirit seems to haunt the building now, raising many eyebrows and questions of why. Johnny will soon be deep within the dirt, if so. This story was sent by DKRCS on Reddit. It's titled, Abandoned Farm, Denmark. This was actually two days ago. I was with my family. I have a little brother and sister. On a one-week vacation to Denmark, my grandfather and grandmother and my two cousins my grandparents take care of them because their father died and their mom can't take care of them. My grandparents are already retired, so they have little income. So sometimes we take them with us on vacation. While we were there, after around four days, we started to notice that the huge farm was empty and abandoned for at least 10 years. So I am my youngest cousin. He is 13 and I am 14. Decided to go to the farm to check it out. It was so freaking scary. You felt like you were being watched at all times. And we ran back to the house multiple times because we got scared, even if it was 12 a.m. and the sun was shining. There was this door that was half open, and we went in, and there was this barn, like 300 milliliters long, pitch black, even with flashlights. We couldn't really see something, so we went back. The next barn house had a door and we opened it and there was this long hallway, also about 300 meters, maybe 250. And around 200 meters into the hallway was this random cart. And there were about three or four windows on the right side and two or three big doors on the left. We decided to leave the place because we felt so fucking uncomfortable. We walked around the whole area and there's just much to talk about. So if you guys want to hear more about the rest, then tell me. But on the other side, we went inside another big barn, and my cousin, though he had heard footsteps, but on the other side, we went inside another big barn, and my cousin thought he had heard footsteps, so we left and went to home. Next day, we went back with my other cousin. He was 16. Told him everything we explored, the whole terrain. Again, if you want to hear more about this, tell me. 
Fast forward, eventually we went in long hallway again, and this was by far the most creepy place in the whole farm. We went in and my youngest cousin went up front because he wanted to explore the thing and he loved it. And he had the strongest flashlight. We went inside and checked the big doors on the left. There were like steel bars to keep pigs in or like cows pass through to the place where they wouldn't get milked. The second door was the same room as the first one. And I don't remember if there was a third one, but if there was, it was kind of the same thing. After the cart, then after the cart, there was this hallway to the left with a big area with kind of chairs. And on the right, there was this hallway that went on for another 200 meters. While we were there, we just got a really bad feeling and we made a run for it. Outside, we thought the place was fucked up. So we went and showed my oldest cousin. Outside, we thought the place was fucking fucked up. So we went and showed my oldest cousin the rest. On the way back, we came by the hallway again and my youngest cousin wanted an Instagram picture. So I made that for him. I gave him his phone back and got the stupid idea to go. <sighs> I gave him his phone back and got the stupid idea to get him back inside and close the door. So I said from another angle, the picture would look even better. So he went inside again around 10 meters from the door and gave me his phone. I proceeded to pretend I was making a picture and quickly closed the door. He ran towards it and banged on the wall and screamed, let me out of this. He started screaming so loud and I wouldn't say he's a coward. Then he just suddenly screams, let me out, something is coming. At first I thought he was just saying that so we would open the door. But after half a second, I got a really bad feeling and noticed this fear in his voice. And I knew I had to open the door fast. So I rushed to the door, struggled to get it open, and opened it, he came running out. And I closed the door behind him. He had just spent around four to five seconds alone in that hallway. While we were walking back, I said, you said there was something coming. Is that true? And he said that he saw a shadow sprinting towards him. Faster than fucking Usain Bolt. And he could see it every time it passed a window. And then he wouldn't be able to see it until it passed another window. He told me the shadow was in between the first and second window at the moment we opened the door. So the damn thing had run like 200 meters in 5 seconds. At home we decided to check the footage from that hallway. And that we had made earlier before the incident. He just wasn't able to look at it. He was so fucking scared. I found that when we were there, there was one little light or white thing on the end of the hallway to the right. When he turned the camera to someone to the left and back, there was suddenly a second white thing, but this time on the left. I paused the video and saw something with a face staring at us. He was so fucking creeped out. So were we. What if we wouldn't have opened it after that five seconds? This was submitted by Fallen of Star 9 on Reddit. It's titled Ghost by My Window. I've always been a believer of the paranormal ever since I was a child because me and my family lived in a fairly haunted house. I have had very terrific experiences from shadow figures and full body apparitions. From all of them, there was one that stuck out the most. For context for this story, I live in South Africa where we get something called load shedding. Load shedding is where the power is temporarily shut off for up to two hours or more. This one night I woke up in the middle of the night around 12 o'clock. It wasn't long after that the power went out and it was pitch black nothingness. I have a phobia for the dark so I always like to have some sort of light source when I'm going to bed. So hence I went searching for a candle with my phone's flash. I got a candle, 
lit it, and went to bed. Keep in mind this was the middle of the summer here, and it gets really hot, so I opened the window that was next to my bed for cold air. I forgot to close the curtains and went to bed. I couldn't fall back to sleep, and my back was facing the window that was open without anything covering it. I turned around, and that was when I saw a man standing in front of my window. I reacted so fast because I thought he was someone who was planning to break in, but he disappeared instantly in front of me. It was as if he was never there. Every time I recall this encounter in my mind, I'm left with no explanation. There was no footsteps of something running away. It was dead silent, and we had three dogs that bark at almost anything. Lastly, this encounter also made me never open my window in the middle of the night, no matter the circumstances. This tale is from Diana. Submitted through email. It is titled, Last Night. Episode 1 Last night wasn't very different from other nights. I fell asleep around 10 to 11 p.m. Woke up at 2.50ish a.m. to my phone beeping as loud as a fire alarm. It scared me to death. At first I thought it was an amber alert, even though it didn't sound like one. I frantically turned the volume all the way down on my phone, and it still beeped an eerie noise. About five minutes had passed, and I couldn't figure out where the noise was coming from, as all apps were closed. I finally fully restarted my phone and turned it back on. It worked, but then I started to hear things around the house move around on their own. The Night, Episode 2 It was a very tense night because of the arguments. I was tired of arguing with my little sister, so I decided to sleep on the couch in the living room. I had a thin blanket, a pillow from the couch, my phone, and laptop. I decided since I couldn't fall asleep, I might as well watch a video about black-eyed children. I was still in elementary school, but I didn't care. I knew my place was haunted, and I wanted to know every way possible about how to protect myself from these evil, fear-eating spirits. Soon enough, I became tired around 10 to 11 p.m. The house was dead silent. Everyone was inside their rooms with the hallway light on and the living room lamp was on. I decided to leave it on because I had never slept in the living room alone before. Minutes go by and I'm on the verge of falling asleep peacefully. It was a mistake sleeping on that couch. Little did I know what happened next would traumatize me for the rest of my life. I used to sleep with a blanket over my head, a thin blanket so I could still breathe but wasn't blinded by the light because I had the top bunk in my room. So as usual, I had a thin blanket over my head. I hadn't fallen asleep yet, but I heard footsteps and I giggled a little thinking to myself that it was my mom trying to scare me. That's when the realization hit that I'd walked to the hallway earlier and saw all the bedroom doors shut closed. In this small apartment, you can hear anything from any side of the place. My eyes widened in fear, and I heard the footsteps leading up to right next to me on the couch. They stopped. My heart pounded faster than ever. In silent fear, I shut my eyes tightly. It felt like for a minute whatever was there just went away. I was wrong again. I finally had the courage to open my eyes. And while still underneath this thin blanket, I saw a figure. 
a figure as tall as seven feet tall just staring at me, kind of hunched over. I could see its shadow and it stayed in that position for a couple of seconds then quickly went away. I thought to myself, oh, thank God it's gone. But I was still very tense and in shock of what just happened. I couldn't shake off that eerie feeling as amidst silence I heard it again. Only this time it was stomping louder than a human being could on carpet. This happened right next to me. Back then my mom didn't believe in such nonsense. She called my school and called me crazy for what I told her that night. My teachers were scared until I got back to class. The school had called a psychiatrist to ask me what had happened. I told him the truth and... He was a very nice and believed me. He told me to never tell my mom when things like that happen. Best advice ever. Terror of the Night, Episode 3 It was a normal, excruciatingly long day. As a 5th grader, I was constantly assigned many essays, probably a new one each week. It took a painfully long time to complete them compared to all the students in my class, so each school night I would stay up very late. To me, it was worth it since my grades were doing really well. My mom used to have to work early, so I would always be at school at 6 a.m. or as early as 4 a.m. I stayed up past 1 a.m. each night just doing the essays. I mainly slept about 3 to 4 hours per night if I was lucky. This particular night, I fell asleep early around 12 to 1 a.m. because I had finished the essay. I was at school this day, but it wasn't like any other ordinary day this time. I was inside the main entrance of the school's office as all of a sudden the lighting of the room had changed dramatically. It was much darker than usual, with a bit of an orange-red glow. Everyone began to panic as we saw the world outside. My heart was pounding as I faced the widow, eye to eye with our world that no longer seemed like our world. It became completely different. I backed away from the window and fell over as I watched the sky turn completely bright, orange, and dark. There were no stars left to see. They were all gone. The sky had a glow, kind of like fire while in this darkness. The moon looked like a blood moon, completely red. The sun was nowhere to be seen. Running, screaming, chaos. Fire everywhere. Mass chaos in cities. The people were crying because the telephone lines were not working so no one could reach their families. The ground began to crack and shift and shake. That's when a teacher pulled me aside to the basement area that I'd never seen before. We stayed inside of there looking out the tiny window afraid of everything going on. The asteroids began to hit. That's when I woke up. I regret waking up. Why did I have to wake up? I could sense someone watching me. If you like our theme song, it was created by the talented The Real Rorschach. Share your stories. You can email them to hellogostypodcast at gmail.com or post to our Reddit at r slash paranormal underscore hg podcast. We're also on Instagram and TikTok at Podcast where you can find updates and see more behind the scenes.
Goodbye. Thank you.